0: Welcome to Seeking the Truve, where we explore how successful companies and business leaders use data to make confident decisions. Hosted by Darshna Shetty, VP of Product at Truve, a one-stop solution for income and employment verification.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Seeking the Truve podcast. I'm your host, Darshna Shetty, VP of Product at Truve. And this is my host, Richard Greiser, VP of Marketing at Truve. And with us today, we have a very special guest, Jonathan, CEO and co-founder at Nifty Door, and an amazing background, which I'm not going to butcher today. Welcome to the show, Jonathan.
2: Great to be here, guys. Thank you so much.
1: Jonathan, why don't you give a quick introduction about yourself?
2: Yeah, no, appreciate it. Yeah, you know it's uh it's been it's been a long time uh kind of in the the technology space but uh, you know starting in early uh 2008 in the, the REO and real estate foreclosure crisis you know was starting to figure out how could i leverage technology right and say how could i use the tech uh that i see others using to help with the real estate business and i've been in real estate you know got my real estate license when i was 18 years old uh, started practicing and, you know, just learning about technology from various different angles and seeing how it can be really helpful to to business process. Started doing some work with uh, Fannie Mae and other REO banks and said, okay, let's build tech to be more efficient, to help us process faster and to make us better than the competitors and really just optimize the time and the resources that we had. So worked with a friend of mine, built some technology and just started outperforming everybody in our sector here in Virginia, Maryland, DC and also expanding that even even out from there and everybody was like how are you doing it and I'm like I built my own technology and building that technology and utilizing components you know that existed off the shelf just led to a long career of okay how, how can we take this business whether that be you know hard money lending uh, other business activities you know how can we make that better and then after working in the real estate side I said Let's go try to find some better real estate data. Uh, started a company called Remind, uh, and that uh, served the real estate agents all across the United States. And sold that company in October of 2021. And throughout that process, you know, working with amazing co-founders and amazing team as well, just learning so much about data, right? And how can we get you know, first, uh, you know, that first party data, also getting additional data from data vendors, right? Again, making that process smooth and fluid, and bringing it all together in a central spot. And in that company, we just put it all on a map, right? Just made it very visual, very simple, very easy to easy to use. And then after uh, doing that, so when rates were still, you know, two and two and a half, maybe two point, you know, two point seven five. So home equity okay. might be home equity might be something interesting to be looking at. Everybody thought we're crazy. It's like, oh, these rates are going to stay here. Rates yep. are never going to go up, you know. You guys are you guys are crazy, but I said, all right. Well, there's 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 a lot of equity in the market, trillions of equity in the market, and a refinance. You know, clearing out that whole first lien doesn't always make sense. So I said, all right, what can we use with all these lessons learned? Technology to see how can we build a digital workbench that allows us to get from a borrower who wants home equity to getting them a home equity loan as fast as possible. And that's what uh, led to the to creation of Niftto with my co-founder in, uh, in 2022. And um, it's been it's been a wonderful world of, you know learning and working with processes and capital markets that don't necessarily blend well to technology and having to educate them and having to say, all right guys, let's talk about why you have so much concern about a digital signature, right? And even explaining to them too about comes kind of some what we're going to talk today about how you know True processes this information and how they handle it, and having to explain what to me is a, is such an eye opener and such a you know a better path, and having to say okay, let's actually educate you on what this is and why everybody should be comfortable with it. So it's been it's been a, it's been a lot uh, many years to to bring that level of experience and move as fast as we do, but. Uh, It's been uh, a very educational journey.
1: That's an impressive background, Jonathan. Thank you so much for that. How does it feel for your company to get acquired?
2: It's, you know, it is, uh, it is definitely, there's, there's moments of just sheer joy. And then it's like, oh my gosh, it's my baby. And, you know, (laughs) built it from the ground up. I mean... Remind actually started as part of a Zillow hackathon in November of 2015. So it was one of those things where, you know, uh, it was me and a couple other folks. We went out there in 27 hours. We had a proof of concept presenting on stage. And we weren't necessarily, like, I would say the best idea. But what had the, the gravitas behind it was I could explain the real estate, right? Say, hey, this technology used by real estate agents this way as a practitioner, somebody that's licensed, it just, you know, it, it was the marketing, it was the sales on top of the technology because you need both working hand in hand, right? And when you think about like, you know, with with that, so watching a company right go from nothing, no corporation docs, no email, no domain, no nothing, to then it's sold going through the M&A process, uh, you know, added some gray hairs in that, in that, in that time frame. But it is uh it's every entrepreneur's dream to be able to to sell an organization to somebody that wants to buy that organization whether you know you're you know whether you're a small organization a or larger organization entrepreneurs are always working to say okay let's create something that somebody else sees values in and they want to you know they want to take it and that's uh it's it's great to be able to create organizations and have that value
1: that's great that's awesome. Has things changed post-acquisition? Um, I'm sure there's a lot more organization and structure and process. Um, how do you feel?
2: <laughs> you know it, what's what's great about uh, you know working with the Homebridge team is I mean they're just wonderful, right? They have just solid experience and solid relationships and a solid reputation here in the industry, right? And so when Homebridge you know started working with us before the acquisition, just as a customer, right? They, they were they were realizing the opportunity and just seeing how the technology and how we combine customer service with that technology just really set us above anybody else that they were working with or talking to at the time. And it gave us an opportunity to say, well, wait a second. you know, In the lending world, you need licenses, right? It doesn't matter how good your technology is. You need this thing called a license, and you're just not going to innovate your way past that. That's just the reality of it. So we had licenses in five states and we said, well, you know, what if we could do two plus two is seven, right? Really combine the strengths of the two organizations and really knock yeah. it out of the park. And when you take somebody like a HomeBridge that has just that stellar reputation, stellar leadership team, and just everybody knows them in a positive way and then bring the technology side but also they've allowed us to maintain that, you know, that independence. So yes, of course there's a new HR system, there's new policies and procedures, but they recognize that the opportunity here in 23 and beyond is to have a FinTech division effectively that can innovate, bringing the best of class partners, right. And be able to leverage, you know, that technology experience and just, you know, really just make it uh, a knockout of the park. So now, we can do home equity, and we're doing home equity in all 50 states, including New York, in um, all all 3,200 counties. You know, our product is available, and mm-hmm. it took a lot to get there. We're there. Uh, there's always going to be things that we can make better, that we can mm-hmm. improve, that we can make faster. But you know, we're a digital you know product that is available in every corner of the United States, including Alaska and Hawaii. And so that's something that again, this team. Over your nifty door, the team at Homebridge to pull that off. We moved a lot of mountains uh, in the in the last few months to get
1: that done. That's impressive, totally, well, John
0: Jonathan. I'm super excited to have you on here because you know I talked to you. I got to know you before the show. Got to know about your background, and I think you speak to every audience that could possibly be listening to this. Owner of a company uh, startup, someone who's basically taken a startup and sold it to a bigger company. And now obviously mortgage lender too, right? So you're speaking to everybody who's listening to this podcast. Like everybody's got something to learn from you, which, which to me is so unique. And so you are unique and a little bit of a unicorn in that way. Right? So, um, what, what I'd like to get into is a little bit of the meat and potatoes about how you're using truth and uh like what's the experience been like you can jump into topics about the product maybe a little bit about the product and how it integrates with you with you guys and uh and I would love to hear about customer um the customers uh, the customer teams and how our teams interact with you too.
2: yeah, no it's great. I mean what's nice about um, you know having you know your own platform right so everybody always says, oh are you using XYZ platform to do your loan originations or using this or using that I'm like no it's not that I don't, I, I don't think that they have anybody has good you know, technology. That's not the case at all. We buy technology, we license technology, we do all this stuff because there's certain things that we're just not going to be good at, right? Like you're just not going to go out and say, Well, I'm going to build my own maps because I think I'm better than Google, right? Mm, probably not. Right. <laughs> let's not, let's not reinvent the wheel here. Yeah. And so when you think about all of that, you know, that 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 experience, you get to say, okay, well, how can we look at you know best in class organizations and say, our objective here is to get the borrower from that point A, which is that application, to you are approved and you are signing documents in remote online notarization session, and we are just we are just minimizing that that time frame, right? So here's where again, when you when you look at Having that platform, we don't have to say, oh, well, you know, they don't have this integration with True yet and we got to wait, you know, eight months for it to get on the roadmap or, you know, oh, this partner doesn't work with them. We control all that. So the excuse is our excuse. With our development team, you know, it's a priority, right? Where do you want to have priority? Where do you want to have a roadmap? You know, roadmap should never go past 30 days. I'm sure you guys see a lot of this as well, too. You have to stay dynamic. But yep. that gives us the optionality to say, okay, great. You know, we're having this conversation with Truve. I think I started with, uh, we actually started with your insurance product. I don't know if you guys knew that, is that we first did the integration with your insurance product because there was a requirement that we needed to get that insurance pre close versus a post close. And I said, well, I always wanted to work with Truve and I said, let's try them on this insurance product. And it was an amazing experience where we were able to integrate in that insurance and now get down those declaration pages, do our validations, Everything is automated and borrowers love it. I love it. Of course, we have an opportunity. If there is an issue, we can solve it and fix it, but it's just automated, right? And that right there is the full stop. We're not having a team of insurance specialists going in and managing this process. It's called, it's an integration. And the majority of it goes through the automation, which is crystal clear in its results for us, which is faster, cheaper, better right? Because there's just nobody in the in the middle to oh, automatically I added a zero to your insurance coverage and then all of a sudden things don't line up. And you know, the third party audit firms say, oh well, you missed it and we avoid that. Great experience. Then we said, all right, let's talk about income because in the middle of this you know acquisition and growth, all 50 states, 3,200 counties, et cetera, we said, all right, what we needed was a partner on the income verification side. That could not only give us the best class technology, but also give us good customer service and give us optionality on how we implemented that. And that's where, again, from the True platform, we can submit an order. If we, if somebody wants to go to uh, internally, wants to go to the True dashboard and create an order, they can do that. But the primary integration point is our LOS system. So whether you are a broker or a wholesale or a retail, whatever it is that you're using our platform. That's all completely integrated in. And not only that, but we're also utilizing features like your autocomplete so that before they even get to the step, our folks can say, oh, I see that Jonathan works at Homebridge Financial Services. Let me type that in. Oh, here it is right here, Homebridge Financial Services. So now when that borrower gets to the step, it's already preloaded. It's ready to go, right? Of course, they may be wrong and they can click a button and undo it, but it's about we removed a click. We removed 15 seconds out of the step. We removed, yeah. you know, just again, it's about, it's about speed. And that is something that I've looked, nobody else offers that. And that was, I've given already feedback about how that's just, you know, wonderful for us in that autocomplete to be able to bring that income step even earlier in a sense, right? To say, oh, if things are not going to work, let's set expectations, right? Because maybe it's a mom and pop shop. They're using uh, this thing called Excel to run payroll <laughs> and they don't pop up in the, in the autocomplete. So let's just set expectations, right? Because our data shows, because we track everything, right? So the moment you go from each status, right? And believe it or not, even though this sounds like a lot, there's like 15 different statuses that we can have for a while. But they all, at the end of the day, it's around application, you know, processing, closing, and funding. They're all related to that, but we get granular. We track down to the minute. How long are you in each status of the funnel? So those detailed level metrics allow us to build out our KPIs to say, okay, how are we performing from customer service? How are we performing from the technology vendor? To how are we performing just just overall? So just recently, uh, over you know over the holidays, like right before the holidays, borrower comes in and it was an interesting situation because they had their name legally changed rather recently, and there's always these these crazy edge cases that come up, right? So we had to correct that, but we got that corrected within a matter of an hour with the proper documentation. Then they went right through Truve. They did the payroll verification. Everything's done. That loan was fully approved and it was signed. Everything done less than 40 hours. Hmm. done. And then they got their money after their right of rescission was up, right? So that... That is, is is what Truve enables us to do is to deliver that speed. and that if there wasn't the name thing, we probably would have done that same day. And that's uh, you know, it's not like that was in a major metropolitan area. It was in Maine. you know It was the place where you're not going to see a lot of people for a while, right? And so sometimes people think, oh well, these data can be lost. no, it, it, it works, right in, in a great way, and that allows us to have those efficiencies. So then when you think about the technology and the integration, the easy API documentation, our developers are a big fan, right? Compared to some of the other components of tech out there, how you can track on, you know, errors, error cases, right? Testing, right? All those, those test cases that are available. So for developers that are listening out there, you know, clean API documentation, clean test cases. You can run your QA through all of these different situations and understand what you're going to get. And you just don't need to put into production and wait for something to go wrong. It's all really well documented API, which is just crystal clear. Uh, great, great for creating specs and things like that. But then at the same time, you can have business look at dashboards and reports. We're both from the truth site, or you can even build some like the stuff that we do around like tracking the time and status and like who's using payroll versus a document upload, things like that. But it just it's all it's like it's quite the complete package. And then you wrap it up with the customer service, right? Because one of the things that that we experience, and I know you you do this with your customers as well, but uh the, the truth team actually came into our Slack instance, right? So we had True in our environment in Slack. So when we were developing this and we said, hey. We have a question about we're doing X, Y, and Z, but we're getting A, B, C, right? So what do what do we do wrong? Educate us. And you know, it's eight o'clock on a Friday night, and your team is responding. You know, so that right there is you know, it's a, such a shared belief of let's just provide great customer service, and that really, you know, we saw that on the insurance side, and that was one of the reasons why we knew going into the employment verification side we would have success. Because the success team was sitting with us digitally in the same room, and it wasn't a matter of well, we had to go through some support ticket or wait forty eight hours for somebody to never respond to us, Uh, you know, things like that that just drive me nuts. But this was a it was all all hands on deck with that support team in our Slack instance to make sure that the development was meeting the goals the go lot, the production, uh, you know, uh, objectives that we had as an organization. So you put all that together and it's, you know, it's the start and has been so far. And I know will continue to be an amazing uh, partnership and relationship for sure.
1: I love it. I love it. Jonathan, I think, thank you so much. Uh, the team has put a lot of thought and effort into each and everything that you've called out. Um, uh, yeah. you know, this, right. You've done startups before you, you run into challenges and you think hard and deep and engineering team, product team, support team, implementation team, we all kind of put our heads together to make sure we have a smooth experience for our clients. So it's great to hear what you just mentioned. Uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, no, it's, and,
2: it's, and that's the point there too, what you're bringing up is the team, right? we I wouldn't be where I'm at without the, without the team, right? right. You're talking about your team. I mean, like, those API docs, you did not write every single word in those API docs, right? That's just not, it's just not, hot. there's a team, there's a team, right? There you go. There you go. Maybe you did, I don't know. There's a team. There's a team behind all of this to, to make this a reality and make it there. And, you know, whether it's, you know, you get to sell an organization or you're building an organization, that team that's going to support you, you know, through a, through thick and thin of, of how, you know, you're trying to change, you know, an industry or change a mindset or change your process of, you know, hey, no, this this thing called digital, like, it works, you know, it's doable.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and from our previous conversation, right, you said that you've been following Truth's journey for a long time, right? Back when we were Citadel API, right? We were yes. not a... We were nobody, a small startup, (laughs) just starting out. um, And you decided to partner with Truth, right? Um, It'll be great to kind of, um, if you walk us through how you made that decision, what was that decision making process look like? I know you alluded to like being, making the decision to use insurance product as a first, right? But Talk to us more about like how did that decision come through? What were some of the key components of that decision-making process? Um, did you look at other vendors in the market? What, what was important to Nifty Door? Yeah,
2: no, that's great. It's a great question and it's a great journey as well too. Um, yeah, you're hundred percent correct. Like back in February of 22, uh, I had reached out to the team uh, and it was Citadel API at the time. Definitely realized that there was a lot of opportunity in that, but at the time in February, right of 22, I did not go with you know True or Citadel API at that time, and some of that had to do with as a as a startup. I think I was talking to the to the sales guy Alan about this, and he was like, "Oh, why you know why not?" And I said, "Well, it's also too as part of as a startup, right? Yeah. It's called you have no money, <laughs> right until." Until so you get to a stage where you can raise, or you you know you have investors or angel or seed, you know everybody knows the nomenclature out there of how that process goes. So day one, you know it's all your own personal money. You're proving an idea. You're saying, okay, what can I do, right to to find a minimal viable product to prove the concept, but not incur you know millions of dollars in development cost or product debt, right to get to to get to that stage, and so. At that specific time, because it was two people in a dream, you know, there wasn't a, a, a budget to say, okay, we're going to sign like this long term contract and do all these types of things. And so we said, all right, well, we need to find somewhere where we can maybe, you know, just pure, just different type of structure. So this goes back to your question about like looking at the landscape and that decisioning. So we went with, you know, a different organization and everything that I just mentioned in the last 20 minutes about what makes you successful, they did not do. Right. And I think that's also too a part of just, again, the nature of who we you know, were slash even are today, you know, we as a, as a home equity side, I mean, we're not, we're not going to be on the league tables of the number one lender, you know, like a bank of America or Wells or rocket or anybody else in the, in the country, but true treats us as if we are right. In terms of that relationship. So what we got from the others was submit a ticket and maybe it'll get back to you in 48 hours. Like, you know, they tried to, to say, all right, let's maybe try to, you know, make something that wasn't necessarily their core, a product Mm -hmm. offering in terms Mm -hmm. of that, that payroll connected income, but it just, it, it never, the thought was there, but the execution was almost made it, which is sometimes even worse than not working because you get this false sense of security that it it can work, right? Yeah. But in reality it doesn't work. I'd rather have it just fail, right? right. than have an almost made it a long maybe. Just give yeah. me a yes or a no. Not the long, not the long maybe. Right. And so we had a bad we had a a not a the best experience and we said, all right, well Let's start going back out and let's look at the marketplace and see what other folks are doing how is this advanced who are the players who's you know who's knocking it out of the park and that's where again on the truth side, you know seeing again the, the the successes and at the same time not that I'm the the person coding everything but at the same time I can go and I can look at that API documentation I can see the investment in the product. I can see the changes in the product and I can see that it's what we needed as a organization, I saw the, the answers there in front of me. test cases, you know, autocomplete API, like just everything, just being able to be laid out in a way that made sense. And we said, all right, well, it's time to move it. And from, you know, from a signature, let's see what it was. I think we signed, we were live in production. I want to say maybe two or three weeks. We mm-hmm. moved it. We moved it fast. And then we in Prague. We ripped out the other provider, and we said, "It's it's
0: here."
1: That's gonna that's, be that. This is gonna be my ringtone. Two or three yeah. weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Uh, like I know, said,
2: it's amazing. Amazing team. You're not going to get that done without a good without a good team. You guys know all
0: about great teams and, and good teams. That's that's it couldn't do without uh, everybody here. You know, working towards that goal. Hundred percent takes two to tango on that end. So um, I would say, I have a question for you. When you started with us, it was, I remember talking to you, it was February 11th, 2022. Um, you had no volume at that time. And I think that gives some context to folks. That's At least that's what I remember you telling me, right? Is that? Correct? Oh, yeah. yeah. So you had no volume in February 11th, 2022. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about where you've come in terms of where you're at right now with volume and kind of your aspirations? Like, where are you taking this? Like, how? what are your goals look like in the next... Couple of months, year, three years, five years—that kind of thing. Yeah.
2: Well, like I said, you know, even trying to plan a product roadmap more than thirty days, you got to be cautious because guess what? Life will just show you know, just show you like, oh no, you have that plan, Well, I have a different plan, you know, and then things come up and, and change. And so you're right, hundred percent. In February 2022, I think the 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 LLC, the paperwork had just been filed, maybe i don't know, three weeks before right it was the the, the digital ink was still to, was still wet and so you know we went and applied for licenses starting in about march and april of 22 with all the various you know local states that we were going to go into the the five states that we launched with and we had this this idea that okay could we you know use these five states as a as a launch pad to to others across the country and there's just again there's no innovation and in regulation in the sense of you're not going to innovate to, to bypass regulation. And that's something that we knew you had to have the licenses. You had to follow the process. You had to go through the checklist. So fast forward to where, you know, we are today here now, December 1st. Uh, it's crazy how, you know, time, time flies. 2023 has just, it's been a whirlwind of a year, yeah. you know, we are now lending in all 50 states and now in all 3,200 uh, counties. And so, for us, where we see in you know, 2024 is being able to achieve something where we're looking at you know 2,000 to 3,000 originations on a monthly basis. That is where we are growing our business to, and that's from like a unit count. And when you think about that, to to be able to to get everything through the funnel, I mean, we're talking about applications double that, right? And so again. When we talk about partner structuring team, et cetera, that's where automation was critical for us because yes, there are going to be edge cases of self-employment or just you know things that might be a little esoteric that we have to solve for. But the majority can go through that, you know, that automation flow. So going in the crystal ball beyond 2024, uh we're 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 gonna be cautious on on that one because really just core focus on for us to see that origination volume get to that 2000 or 3000 unit count per month. And that's, that's our, that's our North Star, right? So everything we do from a product standpoint, right? Minimizing that time frame, cleaner experience. You know, do we need to make little tweaks here that make a, uh, gives a borrower a, a, the better side of what they want to see as a broker, et cetera? How can we leverage our technology to not just do originations for us? But to provide originations and like a white label type solution, right? Because there's a lot of capacity that we have. We built an integrated solution that goes from application to full underwriting to capital markets that meet Wall Street requirements across multiple bank institutions and securitization grade originations, all in our tech platform. That provides value to people beyond just what we what we do. So it's not just like we have a component right it's the entire you know it's the entire uh you know 13 course meal that you may need in a total origination from that app to all the way to that capital markets right or you know selling along etc so
0: so let me let me just really quickly put this into perspective for anybody that wasn't 100% paying attention February 2022 zero volume all projecting 3000 units a month in 2024, that's 36,000 a year annually. That's putting you into a really big dog category in less than two years. It's incredible mm-hmm. to even think about that, right? To put it in perspective, anybody who's listening right now, you're talking about going from nothing to one of the biggest players on uh, that in, in the market. So for me, when I hear this kind of thing, it's just a Cinderella story that that we really should be helping you scream from the mountaintops, right? Especially especially for folks that are at big companies who maybe are like, oh, you know, this is a smaller company who I shouldn't, you know, but you really looked at what Truve is doing more granularly than I think a big company would look at it because these decisions make or break your company. You don't have the money to waste. Right. So that's the takeaway I would say to anybody listening is like Jonathan and his team scrutinized all of the different uh, uh, options out there for verifications out there in the market. Right. And he looked for the best value and performance.
2: That's correct. And that's, you know, we don't we don't have time to go back and redo it. Like, I think that's 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 a, to, to encapsulate what you just said. It's yes, it is. We're only looking forward. We built it. We needed to work we will obviously we will love product improvements. We know there's a roadmap. We know there's things that are just going to be even better tomorrow, but we're not going to go back and redo the basics, right? Because we don't have time to, because we need to be focusing on, okay, at the next tier of a thousand, you know, uh, a month, right? What, what may break it that, what may break it 2000, right? And we've already seen a little bit as we continue to grow, like, okay, well, what we thought works well, right. And maybe, you know, 100 a day or whatever number you want to kind of put in there, you can see where you have to kind of find that next efficiency. And so our volume, you know, again, by moving to that 50 state licensing every day, our volume is increasing. And, it, and then back to, you know, that question about selling a company, it not only do you get to have been there to your point, Richard, about zero volume, but now you're here where I'm looking at a dashboard and like we had this, we have Slack channels that you know, just as many company many companies do, you have alerts, right? Like, hey, there's a case file, or this person or something happened, right? So we have this Slack channel where we get these applications in. I'm at a stage now where I've muted that channel, right? Because it just <laughs> it's so much noise. <laughs> noise. It's just it's a positive, it's a positive, it's a positive noise. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> like in the day, in the day of what to do. That went from like, oh my gosh, there's something going on in there. Too, I'm focused on other things right now, and that's that's great. That there's you know looking at league tables, and you know we have you know daily counters and stuff, and I just watch those on my phone and, and whatnot, and seeing knowing what that was back in February to what that is today. Again, that's uh, that's a great feeling to be able to to have you know that that in your business
1: good problems to have like i say it yeah,
2: yeah we're, i feel like we're the only we're the only company in like in the mortgage we're, we're hiring you know we're hiring people we're growing the team you know we're investing it's uh it it it's where i think people are in the mortgage industry right again i have not been a lifelong veteran in the mortgage industry but what's again part of the benefit of being with homebridge is that they come from the mortgage industry where that experience right so we get to leverage both those learned lessons and then that innovation side of like, hey, we're going to push to do this, we're going to push to do this, we're going to get this done, and uh, and then basically getting that getting that done right that allows us to to you know to really just perform. And so with all that you know with all that experience from them, they help us build that roadmap. Because Richard, to your point of like, hey, how are you going to you're going to do this, or how are you doing it, and how do you, do you solve this or solve that. It's taking, you know again from from a team that knows where they have been uh, as one of the, I think the top 25 just on the fir- first mortgage residential side in the country to now having that home equity and saying, okay, we know how to do this. Now the tech is is enabled, right yeah. so
1: awesome. Um let's talk about performance a little bit. What are you seeing? Are you happy with what you're seeing? Talk to us. Tell us what you see. Tell us uh, where can we improve. What can be done? I want to have a transparent, open conversation. I've never yeah, asked you. Yeah. That <laughs> I'm doing it on a podcast and keeping my fingers crossed. <laughs> no, of
2: course, of course. No, it's all good. You
1: know, no. I think
2: you know. I think it's um, it's we're learning. We're learning so much about human behavior. That's actually yeah. what I think this, this job is turned into is it's not necessarily product innovation. It's more of a, a psychology, sociology experiment of human behavior and Absolutely. how do people go through your application? And what's generally like when I came from, and, and again, any any business has this, you have these personas, right? I mean, I don't have to, anybody listening to this is in product, you know, you have your personas, you know, you break it all down. In the in the real estate side at Remind, we had our personas with those real estate agents, right? And everybody knows various personas and real estate agents, right? You have you have that image in your mind right now. But what's interesting about this is that this business, you know, exposes us almost into like a, a DTC, right? You know, there's a direct-to-consumer side, where even though that's not what we're in, we're mm-hmm. in it because it's the consumer that's using our app, right? And so how you design consumer-facing technology to say B2B type technology, again, it's completely different. And so what we're we're still learning is that human behavior of what can we tell them before they even see the modal from true to log into their payroll system, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think that's something where Maybe I've missed it in those product specs, but I almost feel like you need a research department that says, these are the, these are the key words that you need to put in front of your consumer before they see this modal to get them in the right mindset. Right. Yeah. Think think about it. Like any, any high performing athlete, right. They may listen to their music. They have their thing that they do before they go out and they perform humans are are very much all the same way so if we can get them in the mindset of hey you're about to see something that says log into your payroll system right mm-hmm. where you may have to you may have really you know sensitive information etc you know all your payroll history the status of your job right all these all these things but you may not know nifty door you know homebridge but give us all that information mm-hmm. right so if you containerize it and what I just said, it's like hmm, that sounds a little, you know, you know, suspect, right? But what we've been trying to do is say, okay, what can we say to the user before they see this screen? All right, we well, are in a, you are in a financial process. You already know that, right? Yeah. You already know that traditionally, you know, in a mortgage process, you're going to show up with a stack full of papers. You know, give you know, here's your W twos and your pay stubs and all this paperwork. And so, trying to educate and set that mindset to do it. In less than ten seconds, and go. And so I think we're still we're still figuring that part out because we've heard feedback from people, and this isn't this isn't necessarily directed at truth, but it's like uh, I don't know what this is, and I'm not gonna I don't feel comfortable doing this. You know, yeah. and we have to tell them it's like, well, you know. We're not, you know, we're not a, we're not a drive through restaurant, right? You can't just like, you know, show up and at our office and let's go get a conference room and let's go sit down and let's break out the, you know, the yellow pad and, you know, take your information. We are a, a remote company. We are a digital company. And for you to get a home equity loan, you need to go down this, this path. And so, you know, I think from us, it's, uh, it's being able to work better with you to say, okay, what, are the key things that we can say to a, you know to consumer? What are you seeing? Like, what are some of the shared best practices from your other customers that say, "Hey, we changed this word to this, and we saw five percent take up you know improvement." Right? Again, making it up. Don't know if that's that's a real, reality of, of something that can be done because I think the techn- the technology the technology is working because you've spent so much time on that, and now it's the human quotient, right? To, to be able to say okay where are we going to get that extra that extra step from and again you know we we still need to explore more of your your product offerings from like other income related transactional and tax um but we you know the insurance is working really well for us uh the you know the income now as well too but for us it's what can we learn together to to help with that to, that consumer mentality get them more at ease before they go right into this step.
1: Yeah. And I think just to add to that, we do see like with truth integration, right? You see about what 60% conversion for the income product and about 57, 58 for the insurance product for the last 30, 40 days. I think there's still room to improve, right? Our goal is to get that to closer to 90, 99 I don't know. We'll try our best. <laughs> and that's where I always welcome this feedback. So thank you so much, Jonathan, for sharing the transparently everything that we can do better. We really, really appreciate that.
0: Mm-hmm. Of course. Well, hey, Jonathan, I want to just say, um, bring this into a nice bow tie here. This is one of my favorite podcasts that I have done in my life because, just because, Uh, great customers stop being customers to me and they become partners. Like we're in this, we're extensions of each other's team. We're learning from you in terms of how to uh, build a better product, right? And we're delivering great service to you. Literally, like you were saying on a Friday night at 8 PM, giving you an answer for what you need. So I think that uh, you got, you're one of our uh, best customers as a result. And we're just really excited to be growing with you. So thanks a lot for coming on and and, uh, sharing your story. Yeah,
2: no, thank you so much for, for having me here to, to be able to share that story and hopefully others can can hear and that, uh, you know, that they're looking for this type of product um, and be able to hear some of the, the lessons learned and also the successes um, about how all of this has come together, you know, with you guys and, and come to fruition. And uh, again, it's always uh, always a pleasure to share and appreciate the, all the innovation that you guys are also bringing to it as well. Because, like I said, we have our we have a huge development team and resources. But, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, we're not going to go out and build what others make their life, you know, in focus of what their product is. Right? That's where. I think sometimes people think that, oh, well, I could do that. Well, congratulations. Yeah, you, you probably can. I mean, but again, are you going to be as good as, right? Are you going to invest in it? Are you going to follow the space? Are you going to make sure that you're constantly innovating? Are you going to set goals to get from 60 to 99%? And how are you going to break that down? No, find what you're good at, right? Find your niche in your tech, in your technology, focus on that, and then work with the, the best in class. And so, again, appreciate uh, everything as well.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to Seeking the Truve. You can keep up with the latest on our podcast at Trove.com slash podcast or wherever you get your pods. We'll see you next time.